Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world! All right, Nick. Yes, Zach. I've got a few tales for you tonight. Tales? Uh, they're not tales necessarily. What are they? Uh, a few blasts from the past. Oh, okay, I like that. Some stories of justice, justice tales, retribution, retribution tales, vengeance. I don't know. Vengeance. Oh God, things are escalating. I don't know. I guess we'll kind of have to figure it out as we go. Things are getting a little more intense. Tales. Tales. Okay. I was trying to make like a tail joke and I didn't have one, so I didn't say anything. Cool. So I'm saying it now. Yep. To let you know that I failed. Yep. Anyways, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Again, it's already very dramatic. Well, in the late 1800s, a woman named Elva Zona Heaster, she went by the name Zona. Cool name. I like it. Met and fell in love with a blacksmith named Erasmus Erasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. Okay, so we're coming in hard with the names, huh? Hitting us hard? Yeah. Trout Shoe? Trout Shoe. Two different words. Uh, Shoe is spelt with a U, not an O. So if that's like a trout, it's not like a a shoe a trout would wear or a shoe made out of a trout? No. Probably not. In a stribbling trout. I don't know what stribbling is a verb for. One that stribbles. Yeah. Oh, I stribble all the time. Oh, no. That's different. That's scribble. Yeah. That's that's different. And what was his first name again? Erasmus. It's a good first name. It's very solid. Yeah. (laughs) Very dependable. Yeah. Hardy. Sturdy. Mm -hmm. Very serious. Well, uh, they were soon married. Okay, good. Good for them. Good for the happy couple. I hope they stay happy. They were married on January 23rd, 1897. All right. Oh, no, that's the wrong date. Well, that sucks. Anyways. That was the date that Zona was found dead in her home. God damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's one way to do a plot twist. Jesus. Yeah, just read the wrong thing. Mm. And here we are. Hey, it's a swerve. Uh, Elva was found, or Zona was found in her home by a local boy that Erasmus, the blacksmith, had sent to ask her. He was going to go hit the market. Yeah. And he wanted to know if she needed anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can't call him back then. So send a boy that you found to do it. Hey, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Why didn't anybody have like a whole messenger service with just like kids? I mean, maybe it was. It was like, yeah, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Like the first, like, you know, AOL instant messenger, just a bunch of kids, a network of children that pass secret messages to other adults. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's yeah. definitely happened in a novel series I've read. Has it? 
basically yeah see good idea um yes but the boy upon going to find zona found her dead on the floor oh my okay uh, he ran home and got help and they sent doctors okay and at this point erasmus had heard and had headed home and met the doctor there and the doctor was trying to resuscitate her and was trying to you know suss what happened out uh and erasmus seeing that his wife had died yes was like no 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 she's gone let's let's let it be and the doctor was like trying to examine her and he was like no 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 it's good she's obviously dead like some sort of horrible accident happened yeah there's nothing else to go into yeah we nothing don't, else to discuss yeah let's just forget about it this sucks mm-hmm. i'm having a bad day she's terrible yeah she's dead mm-hmm. and by terrible i mean she's terribly dead like there's nothing you can do to resuscitate this woman yeah just get you, out you your gave business. it your all good job go, go on with your business I, thanks for your help i wish we could have done something but we clearly can't nothing could be done yep okay so Zona was dressed in a her her corpse was dressed for a cemetery or a uh, funeral. Yeah. And she was placed in a dress with a very high stiff collar and she was promptly buried. Like okay. within it was all happened pretty quick. Yeah. And she she was found murdered. Well, she was found dead. Okay. So she's. Did just, I say murdered? I don't know. There's some, some reasons in my head. No. We, we can't uh, play back the tape. John, he's our guy. Oh, uh, he's not going to play it back for us, though. All right. Yep. Nope. We'll, we'll never know. Thanks, uh, John. Well, she, you know, obviously died of natural causes. Yeah, obviously catching a vibe. Yeah. Uh huh. So things went back to normal, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. But, for a few weeks at least but uh Mary J Heaster the mother of the now late Zona yeah claimed that she was being visited by the spirit of her daughter okay and her daughter would tell her that she didn't die of natural causes uh she quote she told me that her neck was squeezed off at the first joint. Oh, my God. little pop? A little pop. Okay. Uh, and so this went on where the, the spirit of... Zona. Zona would yeah. speak to her mother and mm-hmm. maybe visit her at, in her dreams. It seemed like she was being visited by the spirit, though, of her daughter and insisted that she had been murdered. So well, it's okay. So her mother. What did she do with this information? She wanted to know. It seemed a little fishy, the way things were handled. Yeah, she was just found. Yeah, and then she was pretty promptly buried. Didn't want the doctor to figure it out or like examine her too much. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like a quick examination didn't reveal anything. No, too could, suspicious. Could have been a little more thorough. 
Yeah, he could have been more thorough, but you know, the the grieving husband was like, "Oh my God, get your hands off my poor wife!" Right? Yeah, my poor wife. Yeah. Well, so the testimony of uh, the mother, you know, got enough attention that they decided to exhume the body and do a post-mortem. Okay, so her protests were not in vain. Right. Okay. They, I, I imagine they didn't lot, go unheard. I imagine a lot of people were like, you know, that was kind of weird. Do yeah. we double check? Do we know? The doctor's like, it's fine. How did you check her? Oh, not that great. You want to check her again? I guess. The husband was being such a baby. Yeah, it's dramatic about it. Ah, oh, my wife mysteriously died. Just bury her, Actually, you know? it might have been the opposite. Who knows? But... Yeah, so we get the attention and things things happen. Mm-hmm. So the body was exhumed. Okay. And a post-mortem examination verified that the cause of death was a crushed windpipe and a broken neck, likely caused by strangulation. Whoops! It was said that there was still even, like, bruising on the neck where you could see, like, the fingerprints. Guys! Which, when the blood's flowing, or, like hadn't completely stopped yet yeah or like solidified or whatever you want to call it i'm not a doctor so is this like why we put a little emphasis and a little high collar so no one could see these marks Mm -hmm. yeah there's that yeah and so erasmus went on trial and uh it only took an hour following the mother's testimony and a verdict of murder in the first degree sentenced Erasmus to life in prison. Where was this? Was this where was this at? Uh, like even just country, uh, U.S. Was it U.S.? It was West Virginia. Okay, cool. Not cool that she was murdered, but cool that I now know where this is. Yeah. So after her wrongful death, yes, the ghost. Okay. Of Zona Heaster Shoe. Yeah. Uh, sought justice or whatever you want to call it. She sought her yeah. mother out to get her. Right. Her yeah, she murderer. Saw, she solved her convicted. own crime. Yeah. She solved, uh, yeah, her own demise, her own mystery. That was, again. Promptly ignored by everyone. No even investigation in the beginning of how... She's just on the floor dead. Ah, well. Yeah, it does seem a little odd that uh, the doctor was so easily kind of gave up on that. Maybe it's one of those shitty things where he just like believes the husband, even though that's probably the most likely suspect in every situation when it comes to the murder of a spouse. Could be. He's like, ah, well, husband says it's fine. Just put her in the ground. Yeah, and so, and the spirit told the mother that her neck had been severed at the first joint. Yeah. In the autopsy, it said the neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae, <sighs> where ligaments were torn and ruptured. Jesus. Yeah, so. I mean, to strangle somebody's like, that takes effort. Yeah. You need to mean it. Yeah. So, there's one tale. Okay. Of a ghost that... Yeah. A ghost that most certainly had some unfinished business. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So let's hop to our next tale. Okay. Maria Morton was the daughter of Thomas Morton, who was a mole catcher. A mole catcher? Is exactly what it sounds like. Come here, you little guy. Yeah. I'm going to get you. A professional mole catcher. I'm going to get you. Yep. Well, like moles in the ground, not on people. Correct. Okay, just making sure. I'm going to get you. Hey! Well, when she she was a young, lower working class woman, we'll say. Okay, sure. And she eventually fell in love and sought a relationship with a man a couple years younger than her. She was 24, he was 22. Oh, geez, she's like a cougar. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Uh, but she, she formed a relationship with the uh, man named William Corder. Okay. Billy Quartz, is that what they call them? No. Can his, I call him that? His name is Corder. Yeah, but it's like shortened. It's like Billy Quartz. No, it's Cord. Cord? C-O-R-D-E-R. Billy Cords. Billy Cords. Sure. Billy Cords. Um, Does he play an instrument? No. Okay. So... Maria had had f- some children from some other neighborhood men. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But neighborhood men. neighborhood men. Okay, go ahead. She had even had a child with uh, William Quarter's older brother Thomas. Interesting. Okay, but that uh, child died uh, oh. shortly after birth. All right. So not funny. And I believe his brother had died, too. I could be wrong on that. I'm so misremembering, maybe. Tommy Cords? Yeah. So one of the guys she was with, like, had a death by misadventure. Okay. He was just found dead in a lake. Or oh, like so a who knows what was, yeah, who knows what was going on? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, These neighborhood men. <laughs> it sounds like she was just trying to move up in the world and back when in the early 1800s the way to do that was to try to marry up so and then it just didn't work out so much sounds like some people just took advantage of the situation and didn't Uh, wet her okay um i'm not entirely sure though sure but that's what it seems like to me okay uh well so her and william quarter yeah billy began Seeing each other, fraternizing, maybe. All right, I'm a fan of some. Fra- <clears throat> Excuse me, some fraternizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quarter didn't have the best reputation in town. Oh, um, he was seen as a ladies' man, and mm-hmm. uh, he was known to have a some sly mannerisms. And ooh, interesting. You know, maybe. Not the most upstanding individual. Uh, at one point, he was he was caught selling his father's pigs. I thought you were going to say his father's piss. No. And I was going to be like, that is an unsavory character. And I, I, I don't remember how. Piss, yeah. It, he got caught because I think they were already sold, and they were just like, I don't remember. Okay. But the idea was he got rid of his dad's pigs. 
or he he stole them from the when they were sold and then resold them or something. Okay. Either way, the point is he got money from pigs that weren't his. Yeah, he was not the most reputable person in town. Uh. But he was hooking up with Maria. Okay. He didn't really want it to be known that they were, oh no, you know, hooking up. Until it kind of became hard to hide when she gave birth to their child. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be a signal. Yeah. And you know, maybe seeing how she was taken advantage of with the past men, uh, she was insisting on marriage. From old Willie Corder here. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, Willie Cords, Billy Cords. I'm getting a vibe here. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned. I've been concerned since she met this man, um, but continue. Yeah, well, so they, uh, he agreed that they would be wed. Oh, okay. They'd, well done, Bill. They'd elope. Nicely done, Bill. At some point. Oh, they were going to elope to Ipswich. Oh. Um, well, I mean, you know, I the always... next town over. It's the early 1800s. I, I always say Ipswich is like, you know, it's just like Vegas, so it's the same deal. Mm-hmm. You know, going it's, to Ipswich. It's the Vegas of uh, yeah. West England. Virginia, New England. Yeah, we're, we've tra- traversed the Atlantic at this point. Yeah, Ipswich. I mean, again, just what stays in Ipswich... What happens in Ipswich stays in Ipswich, you know? Mm-hmm. Ipswich is hard to say fast like that. Just saying. Well, so Maria was, you know, said that, okay, we'll elope yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And seemed to be the matter was settled. The child that they had had together passed away. Okay. It's 1800s. Not good. Yeah. Well, things were getting a little spicy at home not in the good way because I mean, william quarter seemed to think he had heard that the parish officers were going to arrest maria for for what having a bastard a child out of wedlock oh for god's sakes hasn't that been what she's been doing yeah so like at a certain limit that's enough three's the so like, that's three, all you get three strikes and you're out uh, you just whoring around. It's like, well, I'm just living my. How dare you live your life in a way that we don't want you to? Mm-hmm. Well, so William decides that it's time for them to elope, so he can keep Maria safe. Okay, Billy's making some good moves here. Yeah, they plan to elope on Wednesday evening. Today's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Interesting. Um, but they delayed until Thursday. Oh shit! It was a Thursday. And then they delayed again. <laughs> oh, so well, here's Friday. Another, here's another trend. Yeah, what happens on Friday? Well, so Friday they decided to meet. She was supposed to go to the Red Barn. Okay, where they had decided to meet. Okay, and this had been said in front of her stepmother at one point. Not great. That they that, were going to meet there. Not great that we know this. Not good. Um. Well, so she was supposed to. Sh- Go there, traveling mm-hmm. in men's clothing, just so you know she's maybe wanted for being, for having children. Bearing, yeah, 
out of wedlock. Oh, for it's God's, a big no-no. Oh, for God's sakes. And then William Corder would meet her there, and they would set out for Ipswich. Okay. So I'm assuming you're about to tell me that they meet, get married, and it's just a happy time. That's what the letters that Maria begins writing home say. Oh, and they like went off on like a honeymoon? No, they went to Ipswich. And that's where they are. Yeah, they're in Ipswich. Moved, they moved to Ipswich. Living happily as a married couple. Okay. Well, see, then nothing's wrong here. Yeah, this the, is fine. And the, the notes continue for... What a prompt communicator. Yeah. For some time. Well, it's very generous. Or they were they were actually living on the Isle of Wight. I mean, it sounds like a place where people could live. Yeah, but when like the stepmother would ask about when like Maria would come home, when she'd come to visit the family, when she'd see Quarter maybe around town or something. Yeah. Uh, he'd be like, oh, she's in Ipswich. Uh, oh, so she's just he, him around town without her. He doesn't want to bring her back. It might provoke some anger amongst his friends and just bad luck. I mean, the good part is that he's just looking out for her safety and security. Mm-hmm. That's a good husband. Yeah, and... I think I said she was writing the letters, but he was writing the letters, just saying how happy they were together and stuff. Did, did mom know that? Like, was it addressed from him? Yeah, it was him. It wasn't like he, was, he wasn't doing some subterfuge? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, then even, well, even he, more concerning. He was saying things like she was unwell, and that's why he was writing, or she had hurt her hand, oh my or God. the last letter she wrote must have been lost. Oh, my God. All right. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's not getting better, right? It's, the condition is um, degrading very much. It's, uh, it's kind of falling apart. So maybe Maria's starting to weigh on her family's mind a little bit. But No, they're like, oh, okay, I bet she's all right. We'll hear from her in 20 years. Maria's stepmother mm-hmm. began having dreams. Intriguing. Okay. She would be approached by... The spirit of Maria. Okay. Who would tell her that she had been murdered and buried in the red barn. I mean, this is a fear one may have if they put all these dots together in a specific way. Mm -hmm. And the dreams kept happening. And she finally like spoke up to her husband and was like, can Uh, we go look? Like, can we go look in the red barn? Yeah, just for my own sanity. Can we just go check it out? Yeah, and like in her dreams, she was like seeing the ghost of Maria like point to where okay. she was in, in the red barn. And it took maybe a couple days or he wasn't, he didn't immediately go, okay, yeah, let's, we should better go check this out. And he was probably like, what? Yeah. And so... On April 19th, 1828. Yeah. Thomas and... I don't know if it ever gives the stepmother's name. I didn't write it down if it did. Yeah. But 
Thomas Martin goes with the stepmother that's been having these dreams about her stepdaughter. Uh, and they go to the Red Barn. They start looking around and they find the remains of his daughter buried in a sack. She'd been badly decomposed, but still had some of her personal items that were easily identifiable on her. And, yeah. Maria Martin had been murdered. By who? Well, who killed her? Well, clearly not her husband. He was just looking out for her. Well, they never married. That was. Oh, yeah. So not. clearly her lover. Yeah. So. Could never do this. Obviously, that's who they went to talk to. Naturally, as of the they should. police showed up and they found William Corder uh, in parlor with four ladies at breakfast. Did they first? So, first stars, did they like high five him? Is that how they began this talk? Hey, swag. I, did you kill this woman? Did you kill this person who gave birth to a child out of wedlock? High five him again. He didn't immediately arrest him. He like took him into a room, like, and told him the charges and then arrested him. So he didn't want to embarrass him in front of these women. Oh, for God's sakes. He's, he's, you know, I don't want to make you feel bad. Come here. You know, we're going to take you away because you killed somebody, maybe. Uh, but so he was arrested and they kind of fit from like the autopsy that they did in the eight, early 1800s yeah. was they found it looked like she had been either hit in the eye with something or oh, stabbed geez. in the eye. Okay. Corder uh, insisted that he met up with her and they had a fight and then he left. And then she just magically wound up in a sack. Well, and then and then he was like, well, we got in a fight, and then I left, and then I heard gunshot. And I ran back there, and she had killed herself. There's a move. And then other people said that uh, they saw him with a pistol before he went to meet up with her. Oh, my God. Some said she was, he was, had been seen carrying a pickaxe. Uh, some say he carried a short sword. Okay, so he's they just whatever. No, and some people might need glasses. Yeah, they might not even be able to see what he's actually holding. Right. But it started becoming pretty obvious that he had killed her. He yeah. didn't have a whole lot to say in his defense. Really, he was the last person that had seen her, and it was known that he really didn't want to marry her. Right. He'd been telling her that they would marry, but it... He didn't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it kind of had been seen that she'd been shot, maybe. Seemed most likely, or that she'd been stabbed. Yeah, with a short sword. Or a dagger or something. Uh, definitely a short sword. Or a pickaxe. I mean, any of those visuals are uh, not the best. Bam, swing, stab. Did anybody see him walking off the fucking sack? Mm-mm. I'm just saying. No, but like, so where Thomas had dug up the sack with her in it was where the spirit of her had pointed yeah, to. of course it was. In these dreams. Yeah. And yeah, he, uh, 
was convicted pretty quickly. When I would think they brought, you know, it, it was to a jury trial. They convicted him in 35 minutes. They're like, no. And they, he was sentenced to be hanged. Yeah. And dissected. Why? Because this goes back to a topic we talked about did a they, while ago. Do they want magical powers from him? No. You know what happened to him? What? Remember? I don't remember what episode we talked about. It was a body medicine. Yeah. Type stuff I'm assuming one, that's where we're going. Yeah. Where. They hook electrical signals up to try to reanimate him. They try to do that to this guy. <laughs> just because? Because he was a criminal. And that's they, what yeah, they, they, they wanted they just, to try it. Yeah, so there's uh, a body on hand for that. William Quarter was hanged in the gallows and then he was, you know, partially dissected to show his muscle where they and then they hooked him up to uh electrical impulses and this people black. watched him jiggle like oh a my frog. God. <laughs> Uh, oh my god and the craziest part is his body is like still used or it was until like in the 1900s like it's been used for over 100 and something years what as like medical displays and it's like parts of him are still on display in holy like shit. museums and stuff yeah like i saw you can see like a photograph of like his flesh and ear like so still they just on display. Ripped, they just ripped Billy Cord apart. Oh yeah. And he's just all over the place. Yep. I mean, that's a ghost story waiting to happen. This man haunting all of his remains scattered across the country. All museums across, you know. Yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, he got murdered. Uh yeah. and then ripped apart. His skin was tanned by the surgeon. And used to bind an account of the murder. That's what they used to do, too. They used to use your skin to bind your... Your uh, court trial? The um, documents? That feels like magic. That's dark magic bullshit. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, it's, it's still like... It was still used at least until somewhat recently. Yeah, uh, Johnson, let me go go into the uh, the cabinet full of all the murder files. And he's just flipping through f- paper wrapped in human flesh. Necronomicons? Literal Necronomicons and all the horrible things all these people have done. A, a box full of demons. Great. Yeah, and uh, it was it's thought that maybe the child that they had together was murdered too. Okay. Like maybe he... Maybe it wasn't like a miscarriage or some... Yeah, like maybe he tried to like break it off by being like, oh, we don't have a kid anymore. And then she was like, no, bitch, we're still doing this. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, that's not going to work out. And now his ears in a museum. Yeah. So that one is called the Red Barn Murder. It's actually a pretty interesting read. It feels like it. There's like some more to it and stuff, but that's the most of it sure so another again we have another spirit right that uh it's like hey goes to go the, the mother or, yeah go get me mm-hmm. some some think that his step or her stepmother wasn't that much older than her and it was thought that like there's rumors that maybe it was her the stepmother and william were supposed to eloped together like maybe he had wooed her or something and it was like a jealousy thing but then when she found out her stepdaughter was missing she was like "Ooh, 
And she's like, we ain't doing this. And then she said it was dreams. But. May, okay, so that is an interesting dynamic. But it's, you know, it's just kind of a rumor. There's no, from what I can see. Yeah. What a ladies man. Yeah, he was a ladies man, it said. So charming. Ah. I mean, just what is he? What game is he working back in the day? Jesus Christ! How fucking cool, quote unquote, did this guy think he was? I don't know. Well, they sure ripped him apart, so that's what he gets for that. Good job, buddy. All right, we got one more. Okay. Uh. In late six or early sixteen seventy three, February. Holy shit! Yeah, it's an oldie. Uh, in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, um, Thomas Cornell and his mother lived together. All right, Tommy Corns and. I forget how old Thomas Cornell was, but I think he was like middle aged. Like, I want to say he was in his forties. Okay. Um, Jesus. Middle aged forties. Jesus. Thomas had spent a good hour talking in the sitting room with his mother when he was called to dinner. Din din, get your dinner. Uh, that evening, the dinner was salted mackerel. Oh man! His mother Rebecca, yeah, she wasn't a fan of salted mackerel. She said it made her dry in the night. Who the hell made it then? I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing a servant or something. Somebody besides, and if even the servant should be like, I know she hates this shit. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get rid of it. It makes her dry in the night, which I guess does that mean you're dehydrated? I don't even want to think about what that means. It makes me turn into a raisin at night. Oh, this, nah, yeah. Mackerel turns me into a prune. What? Yep. Well, Thomas sent his son, Edward, maybe made Edward make the dinner, to ask his mother if she wanted boiled milk or, or some other supper. Yeah. Boiled milk, huh? Have you ever had boiled milk? No. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess probably. In something? I mean, pasteurized is just boiled, basically. Yeah. So. So is that what we're thinking? Yeah. She said pasteurized milk? Yep. All right. Um, well, so they went to raise the mother uh, and ask her if she wanted boiled milk. <laughs> <laughs> you want some fucking milk? When the dog came bounding out of the sitting room. Oh, God. And something seemed to miss. All right. Uh, they ran into the sitting room and they found a body on the floor. Whose is it? Uh, Thomas first thought it was a drunken Indian man. Uh, is Thomas. What he said. Tommy. Is this what you tell the authorities? At first, I thought it was a drunken Indian man that had f- stumbled into the fire. What? Oh my God! How- so he tried some Indian phrases to communicate with the injured person. 
And then all of a sudden he was like, oh shit, it's my, my mom. It's my mother. <laughs> Does he need glasses? Maybe. I, nobody had glasses. 1600s, he didn't know what glasses were. <laughs> nobody nobody had anything that they could see through to distinguish these two things from one another? Yeah, well, so... He didn't know the silhouette of his mother? The coroner f- quickly decided that his mother, Rebecca Cornell, had died in a fire. Oh, my God. It was thought maybe she had dropped ash from her pipe okay. on her, and she had burned to death. Oh, my God. <laughs> she just tortures herself. Like, torch and torture, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Rebecca's brother, John, John, said he was asleep when he felt something heave up the bedclothes twice and thought somebody had been coming to bed with him. Okay. Which... Creepy. Got him awake. Fair. And he turned himself in his bed to see what the hell was going on. Who is trying to touch me? When he saw a light in the room, like the dawning of day, he said. Okay, so Gracie beams a light. And then he saw the shape and appearance of a woman by his bedside. And he said he was much affrighted and cried out, in the name of God, what art thou? Amazing. To which the apparition responded, I'm your sister, Cornell. And he's and like, twice said, see how I was burnt with the fire. He's like, what? Mm-hmm. And upon looking at the ghostly apparition, uh, it looked like she was burned about the shoulders, face, and head. hes I mean, she had a worse night, but he's not having a good night. Mm-hmm. He, he believed this was her saying that somebody had done this to her. And... He testified this when it was in court to her death. Okay. And he said a ghost appeared to him and said that she had been burned intentionally, basically. I mean, these testimonies, for Uh, the record. And that was enough to have the body of Rebecca inspected a second time where she... And this time they found a strange wound in her stomach. Oh, no. And then the trial kind of opened up a whole bag of worms. Uh, Rebecca Cornell had complained about her treatment from her son, that she had been made to work on the farm. Her bed was never warmed or made up. Thomas wasn't using enough fire to heat the house properly. Oh, God. She, her son, Thomas, was not hiring a maid to look after her and take care of her. Okay. He was being cheap. So did she probably call him cheap to his face and then probably complain about not being hot enough? I need to be warm. Maybe. I'm too cold. Yeah. Why don't you warm me up, Sonny? Yeah. Well, and then two witnesses testified that her... Home life had been so poor that she was contemplating killing herself, either by stabbing or drowning herself. Oh, my God. But maybe she had been a little bit dramatic and decided that she would just move with her other son in the springtime. 
Apparently, Thomas's wife, Sarah, also disliked Rebecca, the mother. Oh, boy. And Rebecca had said, maybe voiced some concerns to some friends and family about how uh, she was a little worried that some mischief might be made. <laughs> they might kill me. <laughs> they might murder me. Guys, like, oh, you're big. you'll be fine. No, I think they're going to try to kill me. Hmm. Well, that'll never happen. And so, uh, a person testified against Thomas by saying Thomas Cornell said that his mother in her life had time had a desire to have a good fire and further said that he thought God answered, answered her ends for now she had it. Oh my God, Thomas, (laughs) Thomas. So that's almost that's that's like chuckling at your mother's (laughs) ironic death that you caused. So the jury convicted Thomas Cornell of murdering his mother with pretty much no evidence other than a ghostly testimony to her brother and a bunch of and the irony hearsay and and irony. They're like, we convict you of irony. Your mother wanted to be warm. You burned her alive. It's enough. This is actually actually uh, spectral evidence that was used in a court case. In I mean, these United States. That part is also pure madness. I mean... Well, I guess it wasn't the United States then, but... No. It was in the state of Rhode Island. It was in, yeah, Rhode Island, yes. Um, yeah, so probably murdered his mother, but the evidence, you just can't use ghosts. Yeah. That's, that's enough? Well, that's enough so to use? They convicted him? Yeah. Sarah, his wife, was charged with assisting the murderer... And also a local Indian man. Just because he was mentioned in the story? Because I, I have no idea. It's Who is this like man? Some poor bastard that was like, I did what now? Excuse <laughs> me? Yeah, you're done. I'm done. Yeah, and so the debate after that became, should we allow ghosts to be evidence? Uh, yeah, I'm glad it goes to that point. And then everyone's like, wait a second. Like, we'll, we'll let this mulligan slide, but uh, we can't use ghosts as evidence again. Yeah, and an interesting thing about this one is I forget exactly how it ties in, but I think their child ended up being, like, Lizzie Borden's, like, great-great-great-great-grandfather or something like that. Okay. Yeah, like, so just a weird tie-in. Just but something fun. Yeah. But yeah, nuts. there's... Three short little stories about ghosts that solve, solve their murders. Solve their own murders? Yeah. It's like a CBS show. I'm pretty sure that was a show. It's it's a show. It's like Ghost Whisperer. Well, Ghost Whisperer was definitely... That was just a lot of crying in Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. And eventually she fights demons. It's a wild thing. Interesting. It's I, I mean, gotta love a good Ghost Whisperer. But I could have sworn there was I could have sworn there was a show where like ghosts actively well the whole movie it's like a whole movie. Probably. I mean because duh. Yeah. I just can't think of the one off the top of my head right now. But yeah, that's that's three stories I got for you. Uh yeah. the first one was the Green Buyer gro- ghost. Uh the second one was the Red Barn Murder, and the third one was the 
murder of Rebecca Cornell. All right. That's three ghost bangers. Yeah. I mean, that one threw me because it wasn't a husband. I didn't know who's going to kill who this time. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's not? Da- oh. It sounded like right. exactly what you said. The mom was like, you're cheap. I'm cold. And he was like, okay. fine. He's like, all right, bitch. Time to burn. I'll warm you up. You're cold now? They probably yelled that as he was burning her alive. And she's like, no. I told my friends you're going to kill me. Well, they must, you know, they knew me better than you, mom, you bitch. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's warm now, huh? He says as they're investigating her apparent accidental death. Yeah, man. So they get hung? Yeah? yeah uh, they strung him up? He died in the gallows. Okay. I was just curious. Oh, they they hung them all? The, the wife was not convicted. Oh, okay. And I don't know what happened to the local Indian man. He's just roped into this madness, and then they let That's him go. That's what it seems like. It's like, uh, what? Well, they said they're the only one in town. They said it was some Indian man. Like, what? They thought the Indian man had fallen and burned in the fire. And then they realized it was the mom. So, like, was that you, though? No, I just... No. Nope. It was mom the whole time. How do you know it was the mom? You just told me. I come for questions. What? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how he fits in, but it's just thrown in there at the end that he was also charged. With just existing... Yeah. Being maybe mentioned, someone who might have looked kind of like him was mentioned in a story. That yeah, I've never seen that guy start a fire before. Was there? Yeah, so he's got to be. Or maybe he was like the servant or something. Maybe he's the guy making the mackerel. Oh, not a mackerel man. I don't know, but yeah, there's three spooky bangers and ghosts out for justice. Mm-hmm. Their own just vengeance, retribution. Mm-hmm. Also screwed up that the one man was just chopped into pieces and sent all over the place. <laughs> After they electrocuted his muscles, see what that would do. Yeah, for fun. they tried to reanimate him with electricity, and that didn't can work. You, so. Can you imagine if that's like an origin for like a Frankenstein creature? Like you just reanimate the murderer? Or was like, oh shit, was his brain? You, yeah, you know, that, isn't that like the, the young Frankenstein? Maybe. Doesn't, doesn't his hand like try to kill him or something? It's been a while uh, since I've seen that. I mean... Yeah, using parts from a murderer. It's always like a thing. Yeah. Like could do a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shit. All right, guys. We'll keep that, guys and gals. Ghosts fighting for their own justice. Mm-hmm. If you know of any ghosts that have fought for justice, you could email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the good old Instagram. Leave us a review. We love that, wherever you're able to leave reviews. And as far as, you know, you can follow us on the patreon.com slash weirdandfeared. And I mean, if you're interested, we're thinking about something. Let us know how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. If you join the spooky supporter tier, which is just one beautiful American dollar, mm-hmm. you could get this entire episode with no ad. You just jack it into your feed, and then it would blow straight into behind the veil. So you get everything that we do in one beautiful file. Let us know if that interests you. And then I mean, I think we're gonna start doing it. Yeah, and then if you if, if you want that, people like that better. Yeah. Because right now, Behind the Veil is just Behind the Veil. So you got to listen to the episode, then you got to go to the other feed. Uh-huh. I think we're just going to make it all one thing, and then the normal episode will just come out to those that aren't on the Patreon normally. Yeah, so basically, that's what we're that's what we're doing. If you like it or not. Because hey. then it's ad-free for the people that yeah. support us through Patreon. Which, uh, you know, we appreciate 
all of your support. Yeah, yeah. Either way, we appreciate it. So, all right, guys, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>